All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another episode of this freaking show. The weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. I am your host, Travis Day, and with me this wonderful evening... Awkward Colin and Geekcast Joe. And this episode of this freaking show is brought to you by the fine people at Fire Pit Bar and Grill. If you're looking for a down-home country restaurant that gives you a burger and beer for $6.99 every Monday and Wednesday, then you must stop at Fire Pit Bar and Grill up here in Illinois. You can find them on Facebook at Fire Pit Bar or on their website, firepitbar.com. Um, before we get into our show tonight, uh, there's a couple things that um, we want to uh, we want to talk about and uh, kind of um, express our uh, what's the word condolences 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 works yeah condolences uh, we want to express our condolences to a couple of uh, tra- uh, tragedies or travesties eh? um, now it's tragedies uh, that's been going on uh, last Monday a uh, wildfire broke out in Gallenberg, Tennessee that uh has uh i i, I don't know it's, I, I hate talking about this shit it's so hard i know um uh gallenberg tennessee uh it's a, it's a great great um tourist uh, area that a lot of people travel to i mean my ex-girlfriend's uh mom went there like once a year and like every time she came back like she talked about like how great it was and the pictures that she took were absolutely amazing and uh this uh this wildfire that broke out and I think from the way it started was uh I think uh, like a like a bad wind was coming through like right around the time like you know everything was like dried out you know the fall season and all this shit uh power line ended up uh falling into like a uh, a pile of like like dead leaves dead branches and shit like that that's what ended up sparking it and then these big gusts of winds just started blowing uh the flames like deeper and deeper into the woods that basically just started destroying um. Gallenberg itself, uh, but from the information I found online, uh, as of right now, they have uh, saw that they they discovered uh, 14 people have uh, perished so far in this tragedy. Um, along along with that, uh, 17,000 acres has been burned down, and almost 1,700 structures have been damaged from this. Uh, it's horrible. It's 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 it sucks hearing about this stuff. Uh, I don't know a lot of people who listen to FM radio anymore, but uh, when I do and I listen to it a lot in the morning, this has been a constant thing that they talked about like every single day. And like it seems like it gets better, but I don't think it's getting better fast enough. Yeah. So it's. Yeah. I've heard of I've heard of wildfires down in the in the south, uh, or a lot over the past month. And usually you think of California, uh, you know. They face it almost yearly, but uh, I guess the drought's been bad this year. And Georgia, Tennessee, uh, not Alabama, on the East Coast, middle, you know, middle South. Yeah, well, and and that's and 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 that's why I always thought, like, you know, whenever, whenever, like, the word like uh, wildfire came, you know, just came around in my in my mind, it was always, it's always California, just like you said, but it was like. It seemed like it was so constant. It was never really broadcasted. It was always small, mm-hmm. and it was always like dealt with like almost like instantly. By like, I mean, yeah, because they have the, you know, it's like they don't they don't really report snowstorms in Indiana mm-hmm. like they do with Texas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, I actually uh, was watching uh, the news at work uh, last week on my lunch break, and there was a uh, there was this family. They have this pond. It's like right outside Gatlinburg. 
and they um they actually have hoses from their house uh going down to this pond and it's been running for days just to keep the pond full so choppers could come by scoop the water up and drop it in the uh in the you know the woods and all that shit like they just been just it was like three or four hoses coming from this house just filling just keep going right into the pond and everything um I mean it's I mean it's amazing to see that people are actually doing something like that too you know it's not like you know it's not like you know these people are in trouble and everyone else is just watching I mean like, there's actually people down there doing what they can to help out uh I saw that like almost 150 people are in shelters and everything currently you know without homes um a lot of like the hotels and resorts and everything are just completely gone uh yeah, Dollywood's Dollywood's still standing so I mean there's that but it's just it's, I mean, it's tragic, and it's it's hard. It's hard to see. It's hard to watch. Like you know, those situations happen and everything. And uh, when you think that you know, you know, one tragedy is enough. Uh, Colin uh, mentioned to me, which I'm surprised I never heard of, another one that happened on the West Coast. Um, yeah, we had uh, an Oakland warehouse fire. Uh, they say the total now for casualties is up to 36 oh my gosh um it was a warehouse fire that there was a concert going on at and that it uh it was a warehouse that was used for like artists to uh i guess work there there was like just like studio yeah studio for them um but they said that they also uh, have concerts, music played there and stuff at times. <laughs> and uh, they're still investigating the cause of the fire. Uh, mm-hmm. But the entire building pretty much went up in flames. And they were saying that the basically the artwork of these artists pretty much Increased the fire. It fed the it fed the fire and uh, yeah, petroleum paints and stuff. And yeah, that. yeah. They said that um, like I said, they said casualties up to thirty six. Um, thirty three of them have been identified. Um, and they're saying that three of the people are actually from out of the country. Wow. But uh, they're saying that the ages range from under seventeen up. So. <laughs> but uh yeah so they're they're working on that they suspended the search this morning due to unsafe conditions whether or not they plan on continuing searching uh i think is still to, to be determined but for all those families that have lost someone keep a prayer out for them yeah 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 they're definitely in our, our thoughts and prayers yeah. they they also said there's 50 people unaccounted for not saying that they're there they just haven't reported mm-hmm. <laughs> that they were there or something so but yeah okay. some tragedy hit this weekend so mm-hmm 
it seems like it seems like no one can ever really catch a break, you know, like when it rains it fucking pours. It's like Yeah. Yeah, it's like two thousand fucking fifteen all over again, you know, there's never anything fucking good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um <laughs> But we don't want the, we we don't want this show to be all about sadness. Uh, we definitely uh, you know want to kind of like lift some spirits. Um, again, thoughts and prayers go out to everyone uh, in California and Tennessee. Um, I think we could probably find some um, uh, some links to some kind of uh, websites that are um, doing some kind of like um, uh, I don't know if it's fundraising, but like relief, you know, something like that. You know, yeah, relief. So I mean, if anyone wants to help out, you know, we'll put some links to. Uh, just on those websites in the show notes for you, just kind of help you out, you know, to where if you want to go somewhere to be part of, you know, um, a group of people who want to help out these tragedies, uh, we'll definitely help you do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, kind of just, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, I, just, I, I hate so much talking about it. So much. Should have done the pre-recording, Joe. <laughs> you're you're better to articulate these uh, kind of situations. You, I mean, you could verb- use like words, and I could just be like not doing that. Um, but it's, yeah, it's cool though. But um, yeah, um, keep them in your prayers. Uh, and uh, let's uh, let's have some fun on this show tonight. Yeah, damn straight. Let's move on from the set. Sounds good to me. Um, we're gonna we're kind of just gonna move in right away to uh, bring on some guests to uh, talk about. Um, some of the things that their, um, I don't want to say hobbies, careers, uh, passions. Uh, Joey, you can better explain it. Yeah, so uh, I've, I've got some friends from, from my other podcast who uh, we've, we've had them over there before, um, and they've been working really hard for over a decade on a new role-playing game, uh, like Dungeons & Dragons, but uh, better in many ways. And uh, so we've got them on the show tonight, um, I'm hoping Colin is lining them up as we speak. Um, and they're, they're very excited. I'm very excited. Um, I've actually gotten to work on some of this stuff with them. So, uh, I'm pretty pumped about it. Um, so yeah, and I don't, I don't, I'll wait until they're on to, to properly introduce them. So, <laughs> but they're, they're looking to, to kickstart soon. And, uh, so keep an eye out for that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh... You ready for me to call him in? Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. What up, everybody? It's Razor. This is Fear. And MDI. And we are Fifth Cast, the premier show of the FYFC Podcast Network. We like to talk. Hell, we'll talk about anything. World events and personal stories. Technology and pop culture. And once even, pterodactyl porn. Seriously, that's a thing. Google it. New episodes are available every Friday on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Also, subscribe to the video podcast on YouTube.com slash FYFC Podcasts. I'm not sure why you were yelling, but that was excellent. Now, fuck your face and back to the show. We said normal voice. I don't know if I like that one. (laughs) And we're back with our guests. My friends, Jason and Brett. Hey, How's it going, guys? Where? (laughs) <laughs> Joey, you suck <laughs> so much at that. I suck. I know I do. I'm not. I'm not the guy who comes back from breaks ever. I just. I'm here for my sardonic wit. Hey, it works for me. 
It, it doesn't. <laughs> anyway. It's not working for me tonight. I think that from now on, y'all should sing Christmas carols until the end of the year, and then whoever has that last note, whoever can hold it the longest, is the one that doesn't have to introduce the guest. It, it just it just feels like you introduced them as like an awkward like bump like a bump into at a bar with a one night stand. <laughs> Like, oh, hey, you. Oh, these guys, my, uh, yeah, you guys from uh, that one time. Yeah, it's those two social network guys I know who just came in and uh, crashed my party. Yeah, Yeah. these guys. uh... Have you met my wife, Karen? (laughs) (laughs) Or in Jason's aspect, have you met my sister? Yeah. Just pay her and tell her to leave. It's still over. <laughs> I ain't paying her. Uh, I'm sorry, oh, Joe. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, no, Joe. no, no. It's fine. It's fine. I, you know, I should be better at this after four years. I know, right? <laughs> but but go, ahead. Go, go with what have you. What? With what have I? Yeah, go with what have you. Follow your star. Follow my, yeah, I will. <laughs> So anyway, we have you guys on to talk about your uh, upcoming Kickstarter plans. Yeah, a certain uh, game that I uh, I hid. I didn't reveal the audience uh, the name to the audience yet. So if you guys want to tell us about it, oh wow. Well, sure. Uh, it's uh, it's called Stellar Chaos. It's a science fiction role playing game that's been under development uh, on and off uh, since. Oh, shoot. Um, 93, 1993. 90, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, See, I was going to say, No, well, that's kind of where the idea came from, but it really, development didn't start until 93. Um, and so it's got a completely um, independent game system behind it that's been grown, you know, organically. Uh, you know, no GMOs or anything like that. Um <laughs> But, uh, so, you know, extra starting MSG, back in, say that again, Brett. Extra MSG, though. Yeah, absolutely. Got to keep it salty. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So we uh, started developing it back in 93 off and on. Uh, and at this point, we are just about ready to roll it out. So in January, we are filming the video pitch for the Kickstarter. And then at the end of January, uh, very beginning of February, the Kickstarter is going to go live um, to help us launch the game, but also to help us uh, launch the officially launch the company um, as an actual, uh, you know, endeavor to put out additional games and more, more source material and such. Um, this is our flagship game. Uh, it's called Stellar Chaos. It's a uh, science fiction role-playing game um, using uh, our proprietary play system called Flux, which it has been developed to take into uh, account as much reality at, um, or, or realistic uh physics, universal yeah. physics and such, um, as can be without bogging down a system. But uh, it's, you know, it's called Flux because not only can you have that, but it has additional rules that a game master can bring in if they want to tweak the amount of realistic 
uh, gameplay or detailed gameplay as they want, or they can strip it down to its bare minimums um, and play a very fast and loose um, streamlined uh, combat system. Um, yeah, see, I, and if you don't mind, if I interject real quick, Jason, the sure. better, best thing about the block system in and of itself is... I don't know if uh, y'all guys uh, play any like role playing games like Dungeons and Dragons or anything like that. I, have. I think I'm basically the only one. Has Colin? Yeah, I, okay. I have. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Sweet. Okay. So, Colin, you know when you look at and you've played it before, I know Joe has. Uh, you know you have your arbitrary level, and with our luck system there are no levels you you have different milestones but you can't look in the book and be like oh well at level three four or five i get xyz this is more realism based you know if i practice my skill as a mechanic day in and day out eventually i'm going to become a better mechanic right yeah yeah so that's that's what our that's what our system revolves around or Jason will give you a, a great example about coding and computers because that's what he's really good at. But, um, you know, the, the whole system isn't, you know, well, what's this next level? What's this next foster? And it's more about character development. And, yes, you can actually build, you know, combat-ready human beings and stuff like that with our system. Or, you know, you can actually, we have it in there where you can build Joe Schmo, the guy that goes to work every Sunday, you know, Monday through Friday working on helicopters if you want. You know, it's a very open system. It's not something that I personally, in many years of playing different role-playing games, have come across. I only know about two other systems that have uh, level to be honest. Uh, so... Level of systems is not anything that's really new to the role-playing industry, but it's certainly not the the norm. Um, and in our case, uh, the focus for character development is is mostly on the skills, um, and the system in and of itself focuses very heavily on actual role-play aspects rather than, you know, uh, it's it's all about the dice rolls. Um, dice rolls come in hand, come in to play during the play uh, you know during uh, gameplay, but um, there's a lot more emphasis and reward for players and for characters uh, for doing um, role playing stuff. So, you know, for example, if a if a GM throws a puzzle at the player group, um, and the player group comes up with a plan of attack that completely is out of the box and throws the GM for a loop. Um, there's guidelines in the in the game for that GM to heavily reward the characters with experience for coming coming up with that ability to work through things or to interact with characters in in out of the out of the, the uh, box ways, so that it helps it helps build that interactive storytelling that uh, role-playing games really are trying to be. Um, and with ours, we, we really put, in developing it, we just put a whole lot of emphasis on that rather than creating a game with a bunch of, with you know, solely a, whole, a bunch of rules, a bunch of roll die, uh, dice rolls. And, oh, by the way, you know, you're supposed to have a persona for your character too while you're at it. Um, it's, it we, we built it the other way around. You know, you you have your character, 
you build the persona, um, you learn about the environment that you're in within the, the game world, and then the dice rolls and all that just are kind of the um, way in which you interact with the game world rather than that's pretty much the be-all, end-all of the, of the game system. That's fantastic. I, I actually, I know I've, I've heard this multiple times now, but mm-hmm. I get excited every time I hear about it. <laughs> 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 I, I get excited again. That's just so good. That's very awesome. Thank you. I appreciate uh, that. That's, yeah, that's awesome. no, thank you. Um, so tell, tell us a little bit more about the, um, the game world that players will be interacting in. Absolutely. Um, so the, the, the game world is set about 400-ish years in our future. Um, so it's not, a, it's not a, you know, vastly far in the future kind of um, uh, situation or environment. It's, uh, it's 400 years. It's extrapolation out from today's technology and where technology companies and space companies and things of that go. So it's, it tries to be very much a very plausible uh, game universe. So 400 years into the future and mankind has discovered um, best practices for colonizing other worlds, um, have uh, created um, ways of terraforming ways of collecting resources and, and faster than light travel um, and has colonized about 47-ish worlds out there. So there's a whole bunch of colony worlds that are ruled from central governments and corporations on Earth. Um, so these colonies are out there and then all of a sudden contact and governmental rule from Earth just vanishes. No messages are brought back. Ships that go back to, our, to Earth never return. Um, it's, it's all a big mystery, and all the colonies are kind of thrown into chaos uh, as you know, they're trying to not only figure out what happened to Earth, uh, who to point the finger of blame at, um, and uh, you know, garner their, their resources in order to keep themselves uh, well-governed, under control, and uh, protected from other colony worlds. But they um, band together into nation-states. So you end up with about five different nation-states um, that are lo- of, of these uh, colony worlds. Um, in a sense, so they're doing a lot of resource sharing, a lot of uh, military buildup to protect themselves, they're loosely associated with the governments that used to rule them from Earth. Um, and the, uh, you know, while they're, while they're banding all together and such, um, they have sent back joint missions back to Earth, which never returned. So there is a, a universal ban on anyone trying to go back to Earth until they can, until there's a, a uh, jointly decided upon way uh, yeah jointly decided upon way to go back and explore the area in the safest way possible um and basically what it boils down to is two words plot point so <laughs> yeah it's it was, something it is. that 
Yeah, sorry, Jay. It's just something that you know our our the, the people that run our games, you know, our GMs can explore that. I mean, we have a canon reason for it, but we're not releasing that just yet. But you know, it, it's it's something for our GMs to explore. It's not just like, well, here's the world you can always go back to Earth. You know, you gotta throw in a little twist here and there. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, we do have a we do have a like like Brett was saying we do have a canon reason for it. Um, that's a planned um, future release. Uh, but as of right now, Earth in and of itself is off limits, and the colonies are working their best to survive. So at the time that the storyline starts, you are 40, 42, 43 years since Earth went dark. So this is some time after that. People are are accustomed to being out and no longer ruled by Earth. Um, and it's now colony, uh, the different colonial states doing their thing to survive. And at that point, the actual storyline for the for the game, for that for the universe going forward is completely up to the to the GM and to the players to write. So you can have five different GMs, and they all come up with completely different storylines from where where the 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 Stellar Chaos universe goes at that point. Um, all of our expansions that are coming out for the game universe are planned in such a way that they are standalone events, standalone resources, and such, so that a GM can take them. And they have suggestions in it as to, you know, these are, could possibly be the parties who are involved in the overarch, overarching story arc of this campaign uh, or of this module or of this, this expansion. But the GM is ultimately the one who gets to decide how it drops into their version of the universe and how it, who, who's involved and how it ties in with everything. So it's we are doing our best to provide a, a completely open storyboard for our GMs and our players to, to draw their own storylines on and make an impact. That's so cool. Yep. Sorry, guys. We, we love our product, and we absolutely will talk your head off, so expect it for what it's worth. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, yeah. It makes our job so much easier. You have yeah. no idea. <laughs> right. Uh, well, you, I mean, except for I end up so damn flabbergasted, I'm not sure what I want to ask next. <laughs> well, the, the well, thing is, like, and this is what I love about having guests on, is because if you listen to any of our previous shows, uh, I do probably about like 75 to 80% of the talking, so it's wonderful to have a break. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Jason, uh, and God love him, he made me sign a non-disclosure agreement about eight years ago, and, you know, all this stuff has been bottling up. Now, I can't imagine what it's been like for him. Like I said, he's been working on it since the 90s, you know, and for me, it's just been, you know, eight, nine years now, and, and, you know, this stuff's been bottled up, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, we can start loosening up a little bit, we can start talking about this, and I'm just like, going crazy, you know, it's just like, oh, my God, I can finally run my mouth, because I won't <laughs> shut up unless I'm told to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's been an interesting ride over the last couple of decades with this, uh, trying to make sure that, you know, I can talk to people about it, but not release too much information, because for the longest time, it was a one-person endeavor, and about six or seven years into it started out as a hobby, to be honest. Um, 
it was it started out as a rule modification for an existing play system and after i got into enough detail with it it was like uh i can can turn this into its own game in about three months so let me do that and well three months obviously was a gross three months later yeah exactly (laughs) uh (laughs) but uh yeah so it it became its own beast and i've been working on it but i've been i've understood that being a one one man band uh, as it were you know if i let too much information out somebody who either works faster than i do or has more resources than i do or whatnot could easily take my idea and run with it and then i would lose it so i've been pretty tight-lipped on a lot of the details about the system for such a long time but now that we are uh this close to release and we're getting so close to releasing uh, the the kickstarter to help launch this thing officially as an actual product out there um it's like yeah okay it's it's i have to remind myself a lot of times that i'm allowed to talk about this and we're allowed to put details out there so so it's been fun. You notice Pete says that he was very tight-lipped about it, and then he chooses me. And it took me four years to get off my ass. I don't even know if I can say that on your show, but whatever. Uh, oh. To actually help him out in a <laughs> full capacity. So. <laughs> oh, no, cussing's, uh, it's, it's encouraged. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we've, we've had... Um, I think I've I've run probably about a dozen different playtest groups through the system through its many iterations and it's the 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 thing that's always excited me is it I have received a lot of very good constructive criticism about the system as it was being developed but most of it the the overall response I've received has been when you release it let me know I want a copy so it's been uh, it's been a hell of a rewarding experience getting through all this, honestly. Yeah, I bet. Um, do, do, do. Trying to think of how I want to phrase this question. So I would think that uh, uh, just probably... What's that? Just say it, bro. Just be blunt about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I just, I, I'm trying to figure out exactly what I'm trying to ask. Um, I would say probably uh, a lot of our listeners uh, are are would be into the idea of getting into a role-playing game, but I'm not sure that all of them have played one before. Mm. So what I'm curious about is um, how easy is it to pick up the system um, and and play it uh, without having any real role-playing experience in the past? That's, that's actually a really good question. Um, and that's one of the things in developing this that I've kept in the forefront of my mind um, and, and that is, you know, a lot of role-playing games, paper and pencil, tabletop role-playing games, aren't necessarily easy to pick up and go with because, you know, you're, you've got this, you know, 150, 200-page book sitting in front of you, and that's the quote-unquote rule book. And, you know, for people who are used to maybe, a, you know, either picking up a video game or a board game, you know, you're used to a small, tiny pamphlet of this is how you play. And role-playing games can be a little bit on the intimidating side uh, in terms of, you know, you don't open up the the rule manual. It doesn't say, you know, you start here, this is your goal, this is how you get to your goal. 
Um, so in keeping that in mind, um, the, the rule set, the flux system, encourages new players to go with uh, our most stripped-down version of the rules, which is basically these are the core set of rules. These are immutable. Um, these are the few things you need to know in order to conduct actions within the game. And they're very straightforward and very simple, very few modific- modifiers and uh, things of that nature to the rules. Um, same thing with you know weaponry and equipment and whatnot. Their interactions are very, very basic. Um, you know, you have X weapon, it does this amount of damage or these kinds of a die roll for damage um, when you use it. And it's left at that level. Uh, for more experienced players and even more experienced players coming in from other games, um, this, this is where the flux system really shines. There are so many additional layers you can put on there. Um, you know, so your, your weapon that did X in the stripped-down version, well, okay, what if you add these these equipment uh, accessories to that and you change the ammunition out to this how does that affect what you can do you know um your character now has uh many different ways to interact with the environment to affect their you know ability to conduct combat or their ability to hack a computer system or their ability to um bargain their way you know into a vip club or something of that nature um, you know, so it, it yeah, gets your, your game masters can really. Uh, I believe Jason said it before. I don't know if he said it here, but you know, your game master and our flux system can literally dial in the amount of realism they want to do. From you know, I attack with my gun. Do I hit? Yes, I do X damage. To I attack with my gun. Uh, that guy's behind cover. Well, I'm going to have to try to defeat that cover and then try to get to that person's armor. You know, you can dial in exactly how much realism as a game master in the system you want. Yeah, and and because it's focused on role-playing, too, it's not always about just the rules. I mean, for example, the last game that we played, um, which some of the guys from uh, GeekCast were involved with, uh, we had a fun charge into a guard room where two of the characters leapt over the desk and uh, surprising the two guards there and managed to give them shotgun sandwiches for for uh lunch there and <laughs> defeated them and uh, that I was... take... Say that again? take that back i shot one of them with a uh with that uh was the 45 caliber pistol thank you very much oh yeah that's true but anyway <laughs> i mean but a lot of that action blank, was all through yeah, well yeah yeah but you know a lot of that action wasn't wasn't concerned with you know okay we'll pick out these dice roll to see if your your you know nope. your dexterity gets you over the day de- you know it was it was all through you know role play description of what they wanted to do you know and and I as a GM took into account whatever armor they were wearing and the the distance they were covering and things of that nature and you know, let a lot of the action happen through role play. And, you know, so it, the, the whole thing was just a lot more fun in that respect. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're not slowed down with, uh, you know, do a dexterity check and, um, 
an initiative roll and, you know, you're going to fumble the gun, all this other stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, that, those, those things can happen, but you're not, you know, you're not sitting there rolling dice for every single small thing. I mean, if you right. can, like with Jason and how the system is, you know, if you give a real good description to the game master, or in you know, in the case where I've been testing it with Jason, you know, that's what the system's developed for. If you give a real good description, and you know, you're really into it, and you're really focused, and you're having a good time, have a good time, enjoy the game. Don't try to play it like a video game. That is a solid point. I'm so upset that I didn't have time to play that game with you guys. <laughs> Didn't you make a character though? I yeah, I think I got like seventy five percent of the way through making a character and then uh-huh. uh I wasn't around for the game that you guys like the first or second time that you guys played. Right. And by the time you know right. any time after that it was just like, Well, I'm so far behind, I'm just not even gonna yeah, now I'm upset. I regret <laughs> shame on past Joe. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have to get in on the next one. Does that mean I get to like come and hang out? I guess at Gen Con, and walk behind you with that bell and just scream shame now. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> You're also welcome. Because to I will. Like I a... will find that bell. Yeah, I'm sure. You're also welcome to bring me like a uh, like a nude morph suit. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay, I got it. As long as it's legal. <laughs> now, now let me let me ask you: Is that nude colored, or is that nude graphic on the outside of the morph suit? Uh, I'm gonna go nude colored, just because I don't want to accidentally get in trouble. Well, you don't want to have a giant dong hanging out. There you go. No, I might. Uh, I might be willing to be persuaded to wear something underneath the suit that indicates. <laughs> A large swinging thing. Uh, you know, we can just. Are we going to go full spinal tap and just get the cucumber wrapped in aluminum foil? <laughs> I'll allow it. Oh, dude! Okay. You just you just gave me an idea, Brett. At Gen Con, we've got to build foam hinge for our for our booth. Oh Jesus! Do you really want to do that? <laughs> Why not? Yeah, only if Joe agrees to help. Uh, yes. Okay. Do we know it anybody? Was a blind What's that? Do we know anybody who's Trap. exceptionally short? Yeah, I'm short. probably short. <laughs> You're not short. <laughs> Go run through foam hedge, kicking it over. Yeah. <laughs> how uh, how short are you looking? Because uh, I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess I we mean, could build foam heads to, to scale to him. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying I know a short guy. I'm saying I know a guy to get me short people. Oh, oh. Yeah. There's always a guy for something. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know a guy. He says you're gonna take the uh, the mafia route. Yeah, I know a guy. <laughs> yeah. We need three short people. Yeah, I'll make a call. Come on. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> 
that that would be awesome if if I could find somebody that said that with a stone cold server face. Yeah, I can get that. Give me a minute. <laughs> he hops on the phone. <laughs> I would lose it, man. I'd be like, "Are you? What are you doing?" You. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is where we're going to stop the interview for this week. Uh, make sure you tune in next week to catch part two of it. And uh, just to be honest with you guys, this is only halfway uh, through the interview. There's so much more coming on. Literally twice as much. Uh, I think that's what halfway kind of means, doesn't it? Twice, yeah. Twice <laughs> like the You're same halfway as, through. <laughs> right, the same as miles. This time is going to be next time. Uh, but uh, it, it's really exciting. Uh, you know, Make sure you check it out. They're going to... Uh, not only talk more about their game, but they're going to uh, help Travesty learn more about the game, uh, the tabletop game, the strategy. They're going to answer some of the questions I have. They're really going to help me grow my knowledge of the game to where maybe one day I can be a uh, what's that, game master. So uh, yeah. if you don't know what that is, you're going to learn about it next week. Yeah. Right? right. So make sure you tune in. Really, you know, it's not knowledge just for me, but it's knowledge for all. Speaking of exciting knowledge, you're up, Colin. Hey! Hey, guys, it's this freaking state of mind here. You know what time that means? That means to learn about fun facts about your wonderful states. This week, we have Colorado. <laughs> Colorado, you know? It is Colorado, then Connecticut. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. The, we, we, the funny thing is, me and Chess were talking about that earlier, too. <laughs> so, um... For you that are new joining us, it's our section where we talk about facts about the state. Don't count them all as true, because I get them off the internet where everybody gets their information, which is not always true. So, <laughs> I try to make it be true, but in my mind they are. But let's get this kicked off right now. Uh, Colorado is the only state in history to turn down the Olympics. <laughs> And that was in 1976, which were the Winter Olympics in Denver. Um, and which, to me, I don't blame, because you always hear that, <laughs> what, the Olympics always just are pretty much a waste, because it costs so much mm -hmm. money to have them, and then it's just trash, because the, oh, yeah. the places just sit there. So Yeah, or you got to tear it down after yeah. you spent all that money putting it up. Um, but it says that it was planned to be held in Denver, but, uh, 62% of the state voters chose at almost the last minute not to host the Olympics because of the cost, pollution, and population boom it would have on the state. So, hmm. I mean, that's understandable. <laughs> oh. Um, then we go, there is a town called... Fruta, uh, where they have a celebration called Mike the Headless Chicken Day. <laughs> um, apparently this farmer had amputated a chicken back in 1945 in the anticipation, anticipation of having dinner. But uh, turns out the chicken actually lived for another four years. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. So, I guess that's where that uh, 
saying comes, chicken with its head cut off, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that, that was very interesting to me. Uh, apparently, Colorado is the host to the highest paved road in North America, which is the road to Mount hmm. Evans uh, off the I-70, and it climbs to 14,258 feet above sea level. Damn. <coughs> Apparently, one-third of the land of Colorado is owned by the federal government, which, that's a lot of land. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Colorado's a big state. Yeah. It's freaking huge. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, The 13th step at the state capitol building in Denver is exactly... One mile high above sea level. Hmm. So, when you go there next time, stand on that 13th step and yell, I'm a mile high! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, There is the Dwight Eisenhower Memorial Tunnel, which goes between Clear Creek and Summit Counties, and is the highest auto tunnel in the world. Uh, which is bored at the elevation of a 11,000 feet underneath, under the Continental Divide, and it is 8,960 9, 8, feet long. And wow. the daily traffic exceeds 26,000 vehicles. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, man. Seems like a pretty long... Pablo, Colorado, is the only city in America who has four living recipients of the Medal of Honor. Interesting. (laughs) Apparently, according to this, the world's first rodeo was actually held in Colorado on July 4th, 1869 in Deer Trail. Interesting. It's not where I would expect the first rodeo to be held. (laughs) <laughs> Me either. Um, Rocky Ford, I believe that's a city, um, has been dubbed the melon capital of the world. Hmm. Yeah. I hope they have good melons there. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, Mesa Verde, I have heard of that. Uh, features an elaborate four-story city carved in the cliffs by the ancient uh, by the ancestral Pablo people between 600 and 1300 AD the mystery surrounding this ancient cultural landmark is the sudden disappearance of thousands of inhabitants who created more than 4000 identified structures it kind of sounds like uh what's the Mayans but that was in, or the Aztecs, one of them. Yeah, down in Central America. Yeah, yeah, that's almost kind of what that sounds like to me. Uh, <coughs> Colorado 
is home to more microbreweries per capita than any other state. Uh, the Kit Carson County Carousel in Burlington dates back to 1905, making it the oldest wooden merry-go-round in the United States. It is the only wooden carousel in America still with its original paint. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the highest suspension bridge in the world is over the Royal Gorge near Canyon City. The Royal Gorge Bridge spans the Arkansas River at a height of 1,053 feet. I would not want to fall from that. Uh, Colorado. Oh, this goes along with our other uh, state. Colorado, southwest corner, borders Arizona, New Mexico, and Utah. The only place in America where the corners of four states meet. It's true. So we learned that back when we learned about Arizona. Mm-hmm. So now you won't be hearing about the next one it, again it's for quite a while. <laughs> uh, then we have in 1859, John Gregory discovered the uh, Gregory Lode in a gulch near Central City. Within two weeks, the gold rush was on and within two months, the population grew to 10,000 people in search of their fortune. It wow. came to be known as the richest square mile on Earth. Jeez. Yeah. And that is some facts about your good old state, Colorado. Hmm. So. Thank you for enjoying another episode of this freaking state of mind. That was fascinating. Yeah. yeah. For you. So. Uh, Joe. Yeah. So you said you had uh, it was mentioned that you had our guest that we had on tonight on your show. We have. Now, did you guys? Yeah, I actually. What's that? Yeah, I said. Uh, did you guys talk about <laughs> um, the same stuff, basically? Yeah, yeah, it was very similar. I think it was on our show uh, about mm, a week ago, a week or two ago. Okay. I don't so, remember. so not actually yeah. not that long ago. No, no, not not that long at all. Um, they actually, it's it's been, I think we've been trying to get them on our show for about a month, but uh, they've been so tight-lipped about things, it's been really hard to coordinate exactly when they can come on the show and talk about things. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. But yeah, well, we've had them on a couple times in the past. but. Oh, okay, okay. So this, this wasn't the first time you've had them on. No. No. Oh, okay. No, but back this this was the first time that we had them on that we could actually talk about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So, they definitely nice. made. I'm sorry, everyone, for me yawning. It's just it's getting that time of night. <laughs> uh, it's definitely was very fun listening to them. They uh can, like they said, definitely talk about their subject. But that's always yeah, it's very good thing. Mm -hmm. They're very passionate about it, and yeah. 
for good reason. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty exciting thing, especially if you're into role-playing games, but you're not into how rule-heavy D&D can get. Yeah, yeah. Like, their system is great for that. And I'm really, like, ah, I'm so bummed I haven't played with it. Like, I've heard so much about it, and I just, I can't wait. I'm so your uh, other host played with them. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan and Rob got to do it. Okay. So. Why, did, why didn't you? Uh, I just, I, I didn't have time. I was just starting school again oh, okay. up in Chicago, and so it just, it didn't work out. And now you can start with me. What's that? Now you can start with me. You and I going together yeah. with it. Con too. All three of us. We can all do it together. Yeah. I'm all about it. It'll be like that high school musical song. We're all in this together. <laughs> now, did they just, now, they just do it over the phone? Uh, they probably do it over Skype. That's okay. how they did it before was over Skype. Oh, okay. That's what I was wondering. I was like, how are you going to do that? It's not in person. Yep. But, but yeah, I guess nowadays it's pretty easy to just communicate like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's actually how we all met was uh, uh, Rob Bass was running a um, a Game of Thrones campaign, I think. Um, and, and they were in his Game of Thrones game. Okay. So... Cool. Yeah. Right. So, all sorts of different role-playing games. Yeah. Yeah. Listeners. <laughs> hey, Gon. Yes. What you freaking on this week? Uh, this week I'm freaking on that. I'm on my last, pretty much my last week of uh, my semester. Uh, I just awesome. have to. I just have to do my one programming assignment. And then I have my final, so then I will have completed JavaScript. Yes. So. What about you, Joe? I um, uh, Netflix recently changed their things so that I could download stuff. Oh yeah, that's my... right. Uh, so I finally caught up on Stranger Things. <laughs> nice. It was so damn good. Like I'm so like I watched the first two episodes before he moved, and I haven't had a chance to watch it since then. Ah, mm-hmm. oh. oh, it was so good. Like I actually went and re-downloaded it, and then um, like the first opportunity I get, I'm sitting Lady Science down, and we're gonna watch it again. <laughs> she hasn't seen it yet. So speaking of Stranger Things. Me and uh, Travis were talking about C2E2 recently, mm-hmm. and apparently Eleven is going to be at next year's uh, C2E2. That's awesome. Yeah. Along with uh, Luna Lovegood from Harry Potter. I love her. Yeah. I, know, I know, Joey, maybe you could uh, make a trip back home for her with us. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Seriously, consider that. <laughs> so. well, what about you, Travis? Oh, thanks for asking. <laughs> uh, this Friday, uh, the 9th, actually, technically be yesterday because it's released on Saturday, uh, December 9th, Fuller House Season 2 comes out, so I'm excited for that. Nice. Yeah. Get Gonna binge it. watch it again? Oh, fuck yeah. It'll be done in one <laughs> night. After I get through these fucking phones and dispatching and bullshit, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to sit on my couch for a couple days. <laughs> uh, Sunday, getting a Christmas tree. 
So that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. But most mostly from other house. I'm excited for that. Uh I don't know, I just I just love how they can take an old childhood T V show and make it slightly raunchy. So <laughs> plus they're like they're like older now, so like when you look at them and like think how hot they are and shit like that, it's not as bad. <laughs> so. I don't I mean you were their age when they came out the first time, right? Oh god, they're 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 definitely older than us. Oh they are. Uh, I know they're older than me. I guess I always forget that you're not that much older than me. Yeah. I mean we're like a year apart, Joey. Hey, but it's all right. You can think they're hot just as long as they don't think you're hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it's all one good, like, knowing, like, hot, like, you know, when you, we watch them fall, it's like, wow, right now they're, like, super fucking hot. But to watch, like, an old episode of fucking, like, Full House, and, like, you look at, like, DJ, who I think was, like, 15, maybe, or 16, like, uh, like the episode, yeah. you can't be like, like, wow, she was really hot. It's like, like, literally, like, you understand that, you know, obviously, at that time, you know, she was obviously younger, so saying it's kind of fucking creepy. That's fair. You know, but now they're like adults and they have kids and everything. So I'm like, you know, she's banging, you know. So it's kind of like, yeah, you know, she got the right idea. I mean, even though she's like, she has a Cameron and like her fucking brother's like a fucking a fucking oddball. Um, Kirk Cameron, if you want to come on the show, you know, I'll retract everything I just said. Um, <laughs> That'd be cool as shit to have Kirk Cameron. Huh? We'll see if we can get a hold of them. We'll, we'll find an email or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But until then, hey, Joe. Yes. Every week, uh, our listeners can catch Geek Cash Joe here on this freaking show. But if they need to get more Geek Cash Joe, where else can they find you? If you need more Geek Cash Joe, you can find me over at the Geek Cash Live podcast at gcl.ninja. You can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, and YouTube by searching Geek Cast live. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for enjoying another episode of this freaking show. Uh, like uh, like always, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram just by searching this freaking show. You can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. You just go to our website, thisfreakingshow.com, and contact us through that. Uh, send us your comments, questions, concerns. If you know a local band that you find entertaining and you want to share with the world, let us know who they are. Send us a a song of theirs. We'll play it on our show. We'll play it at the end, and we'll promote the shit out of them. Just because, like, that's what we do. We like to help out, you know, other people get their word out there. Because that's what the voice of podcasting is for—is to verbalize everything to society. True. Yes. As always, ladies and gentlemen, I am Travis Nick. I'm Awkward Colin. And I'm Geekcast Joe. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out.